What's up, everybody? Week eight of the NFL season is in the books. You're listening to the Gridiron Authority podcast. My name's Keith Thornton. With me, as always, my co-host, Mike Adams. Mike, what's up this week? Yeah, we're going to be covering all the latest headlines. We'll talk about the trade deadline, some of the benchings that have happened, uh, some of the games that uh, happened this past week and week eight, and we'll be looking forward to week nine. So a lot to cover in this episode. All right, let's get to it. All right, let's get started by looking at our week eight recap. Um, we're just going to hit the games that we found interesting. Uh, let's start with the Seahawks and Falcons. Um, we expected the Seahawks to win, and it was a closer game than we really thought, but I still think Dan Quinn's on the hot seat. What do you think about that? Uh, yeah, I mean, he's definitely on the hot seat. I'll, I will say the the Falcons played admirably with with uh, without Matt, uh, Matt Ryan. Uh, Matt Schaub actually threw for 460 yards. Uh, had a touchdown, threw the ball 52 times, um, but it was his first. You know, this kind of goes back to my issue with Dan Quinn is, is uh, you know, it's it's Matt Schaub's first start since I believe 2015, and what do you do? You throw it 52 times with a guy that hasn't started in four years, uh, and you only run it 17 times. That's been my issue with uh, with the Falcons all year is that they just they refuse to run it, it and this clearly this just backs it up honestly because. Uh, they, again, a backup quarterback that hasn't played in four years or hasn't started in four years, and you throw it 52 times. I know that you were trailing in the game, um, but, I mean, y- you got to make some sort of effort. I mean, they only ran it 17 times. I mean, th- I mean, this is as bad as Matt Nagy throwing it, you know, having Trubisky throwing it 50 times coming back from a shoulder injury. Uh, I mean, it was just, just kind of baffling. So, uh, especially when your quarterback's like 54 years old or whatever Matt Schaub is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, Schaub has been around. I mean, Schaub already, I mean, he's never had a great arm to begin with, but when it's just kind of been sitting for the last four years, I know he practices obviously and he's throwing, but he hasn't seen NFL action in, in, you know, legitimate NFL action in four years. And he throws it 52 times. I mean, that's, that's insane. And to put it in perspective, if you're not familiar with Matt Schaub, he backed up Mike Vick in Atlanta, if that tells you how long he's been in the league. I mean, yeah. And then he, I mean, he had a good run. I mean, uh, he had a good run with uh, the Texans there for a while. I mean, Matt Schaub's, Matt Schaub is a solid NFL quarterback. I mean, he had some good years uh, as a starter in the league. But again, like I said, he hasn't started in four years and he threw it 52 times. I mean, it's, I I, just, I don't understand uh, Dan Quinn's philosophy. Honestly, it's just it doesn't matter who's in there. Apparently, it's we traded our number, you know, our number three receiver in Muhammad Sanu. Our starting quarterback's out. So what are we going to do to make up for that? We're going to throw it even more. <laughs> That's crazy. So let's move on, and I like to call this little segment we're going to do the fan misery index, and it has to do with the Bears fans. So last week, Matt Nagy, we just talked about. Ran it in the single digits. This week, he runs for well over 30 attempts. So he gets back on track only for them to lose to the Chargers by missing a last-second field goal, if that sounds familiar to Bears fans. What would you think of this game? Uh, I mean, honestly, it was it was a fairly decent game. I mean, it's kind of a it was a defensive slugfest, which I kind of thought it would be. Uh, the Chargers offense hasn't really been clicking that much, and the Bears defense has been struggling a little bit. So I knew something had to give. Um, what really baffled me in this one, um, 
you know, as as well as Matt Nagy coached the Bears last year, he seems to be doing an equally bad job this year. Uh, you know, they had an opportunity at the end of the game to to not only gain yards and get uh, Eddie Pinheiro closer. Um, they had an opportunity to to give him the hash mark that he you know the position where he actually wanted to kick it. Um, Matt Nagy apparently didn't even consult with him. They didn't even ask him, you know, which you know which hash mark do you want to kick it from. They just said we're going to do it from the left side. And Pinheiro even said like he wanted it in the middle or to the right, and they gave it to him on the left side. Didn't even ask him about it, uh, and and didn't even try and get him closer. They just said, "Now nah, we're close enough. Let's just go for it." Uh, so again, as, as well as Nagy coached last year, uh, I think he's coaching equally bad this year. Yeah. And, and to me, he got super, I don't know if he's getting frustrated. I mean, I'm sure he's frustrated with how the season's going, but he got really testy with the media after the game, basically saying, I don't want any questions about it. I wasn't going to run. I wasn't going to pass. We just were going to take the field goal right there. And he kind of used the excuse of, well, we could have fumbled it or we could have, uh, throwing a pick there so he just kneeled it and did it but yeah to me he's getting frustrated with the team and and with the media around there so he better he's kind of walking on thin ice as is i believe and and again it's i don't even have an issue with him not gaining any more yards it's but consult with the kicker and see where he feels comfortable kicking it from in terms of left center or right because they could have they could have knelt it i mean we see it a lot where you know the quarterback snaps the ball and runs to the right and then kneels it at midfield you know, or, you know, in in the center of the field and then call it that. I mean, it's, you're still getting, you're still getting a kneel down right there. You're just positioning your kicker to where he, because if they kick it from the center there, they win the game. Uh, And he didn't even consult him. He didn't ask him at all. Uh, I don't know if he just didn't care or if he just, you know, didn't think about it, but I mean, it was just dumb. Um, uh, And like I said, last week, Trubisky coming back from a shoulder injury, he throws it 54 times last week. Uh, and now this week he throws a 35. He ran it more, but I mean, still, uh, Trubisky's been back for two weeks from a shoulder injury. He's thrown it over 90 times. I mean, what what is that? Yeah, it's crazy is what it is. They got to get it figured out and get more consistent with their game plan, but I think they still have the talent to win. They just got to pull it all together. Yeah, for sure. All right, so let's jump over to the Rams-Bengals game. This game really wasn't noteworthy, except for the fact that after the game they said, Andy Dalton's benched. He's on the bench for the foreseeable future. Ryan Finley is going to start for him. What do you think of this? I know you're a fan of Andy Dalton. Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of unfortunate. Um, I mean it it's it's the right move, but I do feel bad for for Dalton because they drafted um, they their number one or you know their first round pick was a left tackle that has missed the entire season. So um, they needed offensive line help. They got it, but he hasn't actually played. So they've had a bad offensive line. Uh, John Ross has been out for the last several games. Uh, AJ green hasn't played at all this season. So, I mean, Andy Dalton really hasn't had the weapons around him that, you know, I think if he had that left tackle and he had John Ross and he had AJ green, not saying the Bengals would be undefeated, but I think they'd probably have, you know, they'd probably be three and four right now. And I think his numbers would look a little bit better. Um, but at the same time, it's, you know, the season's over for them. They're not going to make the playoffs. You might as well get Finley some playing time. You know, not only see it, could he be a potential starter for you, but could is he even good enough to be a backup for you moving forward? Because Andy Dalton's probably done in Cincinnati. 
Um, they're probably going to move on with, you know, move on from him and draft a quarterback. So now's the time to see is Finley the guy that's going to back that new guy up or is Finley the guy that's going to take over for Andy Dalton? So, I mean, it's the right move. I just, you know, kind of feel bad for Dalton for the situation he was really put into. Yeah. And, and he kind of expressed his concern with not getting released sooner so he could, you know, gauge the trade market before the deadline happened. Uh, so he's kind of stuck there on the bench. It's it's probably going to lead to a split this offseason. They're probably just going to cut him loose or trade him during the offseason. And, and I think he can actually flourish with a better team. Uh, yeah. You know, when, you, when you look at the talent he's had around him his entire career, I think if he were dropped in a team, say like maybe the Bears, if they're looking for another option or or the Titans, like that has a good run game and a good defense, like I think he could actually be a legit starter in this league still. I mean, you look at it, you know, he took his first five years in the league. He led the Bengals to the playoffs every single year, and they had good talent around him. He had a good running game, a solid offensive line, good receivers, uh, you know, but when, when you have no offensive line and, you know, you're two of your top three receivers, you know, your number one receiver um, and a guy that I think is a top 10 receiver in the league, AJ Green hasn't played all year. Uh, and then John Ross, who had really you know, burst onto the scene again, you know, at the beginning of this season. Now he's been out for the last three or four games, whatever it's been. Uh, you know, it's kind of hard to to really get anything done, honestly. So, um, I mean, it's the right move. But again, hopefully Dalton after this season, um, you know, he's got an I think he's got one or a, a team option left um, on his contract. I doubt they're going to pick it up. So he'll likely be a free agent. So he should have his choice of where he wants to go. Um, I mean, hopefully they, you know, he, he finds somewhere good to land and, and, uh, can still get a couple more years of starting in this league for sure. All right. So let's go to another game and I've got a couple reasons. I want to talk about this one. I'm going to start with the reasons that really make me angry first. And that's, this is the saints Cardinals game. Saints win 31, nine. Once again, not surprising, but I am having the worst luck in fantasy ever. David Johnson starts or is, is hurt. I bench him. He gets 28 points. The next week, I start him. He plays for one play. The Chase Edmonds gets three touchdowns. Then I pick up Chase Edmonds. He gets seven carries for eight yards and gets hurt. And and that's just frustrating to me. That's that's my personal beef. <laughs> it's, it's very unfortunate. But Drew Brees comes back, takes back over from Teddy Bridgewater, throws for 373 and three touchdowns, kind of doesn't miss a beat. What do you think of this game? I mean, it 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 went about how we, you know, how I thought it kind of would go. I mean, the, the Saints are clearly a better team. I mean, look what they've been doing with Teddy Bridgewater. And now you give them, you know, one of the greatest of all time back, you know, back throwing the ball. Um, what I notice is, you know, with Bridgewater, they're, uh, I want to say kind of conservatively explosive. Like they play a conservative offense, but they still have those playmakers that can bust, you know, that can bust open that big play. Um, with Drew Brees, they just look explosive in general. Like any play could be that big play. You don't have to worry about, you know, Drew Brees is going to make that throw downfield. Whereas Teddy Bridgewater, you know, with him, I, you know, I felt like it was, he could throw it the 15 yards downfield to Michael Thomas. And then once Thomas has the ball, he can make someone miss. And, uh, you know, he can make someone miss and then go for the touchdown. So, um, now they just look more explosive, but, um, I mean, obviously good either way. Do you feel like they're the best team in the NFC right now? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I think, you know, that defense, you know, people still aren't talking about how good that defense is. You know, we've talked about, you know, the Cardinals have put up 
you know, huge yards uh, this season. Uh, and they've put up some pretty decent points and they were just completely shut down against, uh, against the saints and the saints shut down the Cowboys and the, you know, they've, they've shut down the Jaguars and they've, you know, shut down some pretty, you know, the Jaguars, you know, have shown glimpses of putting up some points and the Cowboys have had a pretty solid offense this year. And, and uh, you know, like I said, the Cardinals have had some good offense and, and the saints, I mean, their, uh, their defense doesn't get the credit it deserves. And like I said, their offense with Kamara back there with Latavius Murray back there, I think Murray's got back to back hundred yard games. Um, and now they got Drew Brees, I think top to bottom, uh, they're the best in the league, I think. Yeah, and I agree with you. And the team we're going to talk about next, the 49ers, they're up there. I don't think – I give them second place just because of Drew Brees. I mean, Drew Brees is going to elevate the Saints offense. They both have great defenses. Um, and this week, the 49ers dropped 51 on the Panthers and won 51-13. Uh, the, the couple interesting storylines coming out of this is Kyle Allen looked like he was going to take Cam Newton's starting job, comes out in this game, throws for 158 yards and three interceptions, no touchdowns. Um, is his job to lose still, or is Cam Newton coming back as soon as he's healthy? I think Cam Newton's coming back. I mean, um, I think had Kyle Allen won the game, it would have been up for debate. It would have been a, a legitimate conversation, but with uh, how he played this last time, uh, I think, you know, Cam Newton, a- again, it's like Teddy Bridgewater, Drew Brees. Um, you know, the the Panthers are effective with Kyle Allen because he's more conservative. He doesn't take those, that, those risks that uh, Cam Newton does. But at the same time, Cam Newton gives you that explosive offense. Um, he may take risks and it backfires at times, but when it doesn't backfire, you know, the Panthers could put up 35 points on you in a, in a hurry. Um so I think he does get the job. I think Cam Newton does get his job back when he, when he's healthy. Um, but I mean, what was surprising in this game? I mean, it, the, the 49ers defense put their offense in a lot of, you know, in a lot of great positions. Um, so the offense, I mean, put up some pretty good points. Um, but if you look at the yards, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo still only threw for 175 yards. I mean, they didn't put up these insane yards. It's not like they put up 500 yards of offense and 51 points. It was the defense put them in some really great positions and the offense took advantage of it. That's why I still give the edge to the Saints. I think, you know, I think the defenses are pretty, I think the 49ers defense is a little bit better than the Saints, but I think the the Saints offense is quite a bit better than the 49ers. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's kind of hard to even judge because Jimmy Garoppolo, because of this good defense in the run game, hasn't really had to throw it that much. Um, this run game was insane this week, so uh, I like him, and I'm with you 100%. Drew Brees, to me, makes them, if, if they were going head-to-head, I think Drew Brees wins it for him. But this 49ers defense, especially Nick Bosa, I mean, this is a good defense. Yeah, I mean they. I mean they. Yeah, it's just it, it's a it's a crazy good defense. Um, I mean on all on all three levels. I mean their defensive line, their linebackers, and their secondary. Um, I mean there's really no glaring weakness. Uh, all of them can play. All of them could start on any other team in the league. Um, uh, it's just it's just a crazy defense. And and the offense, it's not bad. That wasn't me knocking the offense. The offense is. I think is good. It's just not great. Uh, and at some point they're going to need a great offensive performance because that defense will slip at some point um, when they start going against great offenses. Um, it's going to slip and that offense is actually going to have to perform a little better than it has, but they do have talent. Uh, and I like what they're doing. They just need to, you know, I'd like to see them be a little more explosive. Yeah. And one of the, the next game I want to talk about, this one's kind of 
interesting to me. This is a shootout between the Raiders and Texans. Texans win it 27-24, but Derek Carr, 285 and three touchdowns, no picks. Uh, Deshaun Watson, 279, three touchdowns, no picks. Uh, the biggest news coming out of this game is that J.J. Watt is done for the year with a torn pectoral muscle. So how much does J.J. Watt's absence from this defense affect their playoff chances going forward? Uh, I mean, with how the Colts are playing and even even with how the Jaguars are playing, I think the Jaguars are back to 500 now, I believe. Um, I mean, it, it's huge. I mean, especially without Jadavion Clowney. Uh, I mean, J.J. Watt's the leader of the team. They still I mean, he not only the leader of the team, but he's the leader of, you know, the defense and their, you know, their best pass rusher. And and uh, I mean, that that's huge right now. And uh, I mean, just from the leadership aspect, the playmaking aspect, they don't have Jadavion Clowney. Uh, and with how the Colts are playing, with how the Jaguars are playing, uh, I mean, they are, you know, they they are in a little bit of danger. Um, I think they're still at the forefront. I think they're they're still the favorites to win the division because that offense is just insane. Um, but the defense is definitely uh, it, it'll be interesting to see how they move forward and how they replace them. Yeah, another crazy thing about this game, if you saw the last touchdown that Deshaun Watson threw, he actually got kicked in the face. And with one eye basically swollen shut, he shook off the sack and threw a touchdown to win it. So uh, that dude's for real, and he's got to be in the MVP race this year with Mahomes, or not with Mahomes because he's been hurt, but with Lamar Jackson, Tom Brady, all these other guys. So what do you think of Deshaun Watson there? Yeah, he's got to be in the the MVP race for sure, and I think that's the one where he adjusted his face mask on it too, um, where he was like hit in the face and adjusted his face mask and then then threw that just bullet pass – uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's gotta be in the, in the, uh, MVP race right now. I don't think there's any clear front runner. Um, I mean, some weeks it looks like Russell Wilson, other weeks, it looks like Deshaun Watson, uh, a couple weeks. It's looked like, uh, Lamar Jackson, I think Tom Brady, because the, the Patriots are undefeated. I think he's hovering there. He hasn't put up the numbers for an MVP, I believe, right. but you know, they are undefeated and he is Tom Brady, so he's not going to have to put up. He's not going to have, I mean, we could be honest. I mean, Tom Brady, if he throws for 4,000 yards and and close to 30 touchdowns and the Patriots win 14 games, he's going to be in the hunt. Whereas, you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes, I mean, people are still questioning whether he should win the MVP last year and he threw for 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns. So, um, I mean, that that's just how it is. But yeah, I mean, Watson definitely should be there. So speaking of Tom Brady, Jarvis Landry said he guaranteed a win against the Patriots. That did not go as planned. The Patriots win 27-13 over the Browns. What do you think of this game? Uh I'm I'm at this point I'm surprised Freddie Kitchens still has a job. Uh I mean the Browns had three straight inter, or three straight turnovers on three straight plays. Uh Baker Mayfield threw, I mean, perhaps the worst interception I've ever seen. I mean, he threw an interception on a shovel pass, for God's sake. Uh, I mean, and it looked like straight to the defender. I didn't even really see who he was trying to pitch that to. Yeah, I mean, the only good thing really about the Browns this year is that they're running the ball well, and they should be getting, uh, they should be getting Kareem Hunt back. I think any time. I think maybe this upcoming week or no, the next week. Uh, next week. Yeah. Yeah. 10. Um, so they got Kareem Hunt coming in. I mean, I guess maybe if they run the ball 45 times a game, uh, they'll start winning some games. Cause I mean, Baker Mayfield, he's thrown in, you know, he's thrown an interception, I believe in every single game this year. Uh, I think he's tied for the league lead with Jameis Winston and in interceptions. 
And I mean, and the guy you could just tell, like in his interviews, I mean, he's just emotionally wrecked. I think his his confidence is just at an all time low, and he doesn't quite know how to handle it, honestly. So uh, it's yeah, it's a little fun, you know. As a Longhorns fan, it's a little funny to watch, honestly. But at the same time, I feel bad for the kid because uh, you know his head coach, I think, is is just terrible. Well, I think his head coach is bad, and really, when you when I look at it. He seems exactly like what they got in Johnny Manziel. I don't know why they went down the same road. A guy who, uh, you know, his ego is unreal. And Johnny Manziel obviously doing the the money taunt in college and all this stuff. It's not too different from Baker Mayfield. And he kind of said that um, that's just the way he is. He's not going to change. He's he's snapping on reporters, storming out of press conferences, um, and they're bad. And and, and some of, most of it's his fault. I mean. Some of those picks, I can't even blame the coaching. I don't even know why the decision was even made by him. Yeah, um, yeah I, I agree that, that he shouldn't be put in a lot of those situations because they should be running the football more. But some of those situations he is in, he's making it even worse. And I, I don't know. I think we talked about it clear back in maybe even week one or two that this team has to get by themselves and their egos to be good. And they have not done that so far. Yeah, and, and and I'm not putting all the blame on Freddie Kitchens. I mean, Baker Mayfield, uh, what's frustrating is, again, I've, I talk about it every week, is you watch him play, and uh, it's like watching a college quarterback. He's a one-read quarterback. He looks – you know, he goes up to the line basically looking at who he's going to throw it to, and then he just – stares him down the entire time and so that's on baker mayfield but the coaches obviously you know if if i'm noticing that i guarantee you bill belichick's noticing that and other nfl coaches are noticing that and and how the how freddie kitchens and, and the offensive coaches uh haven't you know addressed that um i i just i don't understand that that should be something they should be working on all the time i mean in practice when they're when they're running you know the uh the offensive drills i mean they they should be telling him hey you need to look you know you're not allowed to even release the ball until you look at your third receiver i mean do something do some sort of drill to get him you know to look at other receivers you know every time you every time you throw it to the first receiver you see you know take a lap do something um drill it into his head of you got to look at more than just one guy and uh, it can't always be odell beckham and it can't always be jarvis landry like you got other guys on the team you got to use them yeah, exactly. So it's going to be interesting to see how that season plays out. But yeah, I would I would be shocked if Freddie Kitchens makes it through the rest of the season. Yeah, for a hundred percent. All right, so let's take a look at one more game. Uh, what would have been a matchup of two premier quarterbacks and Aaron Rodgers and Pat Mahomes? The Packers come into Arrowhead, beat the Chiefs thirty-one twenty-four, but. It wasn't all bad for Chiefs fans. I mean, if if there's such thing as a good loss, I believe this is it. Matt Moore comes out plays really well. The defense played as good as you can expect. Some of the throws Aaron Rodgers made were some of the most unreal throws I've seen. Falling away, diving backwards, flicking the ball up, and it just dropping right in the corner of the end zone for a touchdown. Um, he did a good job. I think had Pat Mahomes played, the Chiefs probably would have won. So what do you think of this game? I mean, when you when you factor in everything with the Chiefs, I mean, and, and you could say it about the Packers, too. They were missing Devontae Adams. I understand that. But the Chiefs were missing Pat Mahomes, uh, their left tackle, their left guard. Uh, and then I believe uh, Chris Jones, uh, Kendall Fuller, and I believe one other defensive starter. I think it was Alex Okafer. Yeah. Um, I mean, essentially, they were missing six starters on their team. Uh 
and they're, you know, starting a guy that wasn't even in the league last year and they come out and they lose by only seven points after being down by, you know, 14, nothing in the first quarter. And they only lose by seven. Uh, like you said, if you're going to say there's a good loss, this is a good loss. Um, it got some of those backups, uh, uh, some reps that got them into the system a little bit. They got to see what they have with Matt Moore. Maybe they're not going to panic to get, uh, Patrick Mahomes, you know, to rush Patrick Mahomes back too soon. Um, they're, they're playing in a bad division. I mean, they still have, because of tiebreakers, I believe they still have essentially a three game lead, uh, in their division. Cause they got the tiebreaker over the chargers. They got the tiebreaker over the uh, the Raiders. Um, so I think they still essentially have a three game lead on both of those teams. Uh, and they, not that it's a, not that it's a factor, but they have a tiebreaker over the Broncos too. Yeah. 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 So, and they, yeah. So, <laughs> so over all of them. Yeah. So they got a three game lead on the chargers, three game lead over the Raiders and a four game lead essentially over the Broncos because of those tiebreakers. So, I mean, they're still in good shape. It, you know, it doesn't matter if you enter the playoffs at nine and seven, or if you enter it at, at 15 and one, you know, once the playoffs start, everyone's zero and zero, everyone has the same shot. Everyone has the same opportunity. Uh, we see that every single year. So all they got to do is just make the playoffs and make them healthy. Uh, because if they have all those guys back come the start of the playoffs, uh, you know, all bets are off and, and they still, they're still going to be the favorite or one of the favorites to win the entire thing. Yeah. And really one of the things that I took away from this too is, is hope that, that Mahomes will be even healthier coming back because, you know, he'd had the high ankle sprain before the knee dislocation. So he's going to get a chance to rest that too, um, which will make him even more healthy going into the playoffs. Um, so it's kind of a Teddy Bridgewater situation. If if Matt Moore can get maybe one, it sounds like they're only going to let him Mahomes be out for one more game, and that's the Vikings, and then they'll come back versus the Titans, which um, I saw a report that said had it been a playoff game, Mahomes would have started last week uh, because these games really they're out of conference games and they don't really matter that much because of the lead that they have in the division. They have enough time to let him sit some more. His arm's going to be more fresh. His legs are going to be fresh. He's going to get over the bumps and bruises he has and and set the Chiefs up really well down the stretch. Yeah, for sure. All right, so that kind of covers our recap from week eight. So let's go into week nine and look at some of these games and make our picks. Uh, let's start on Thursday night, 49ers at Cardinals. Who do you got in that one? Uh, I'm I'm going the 49ers. I mean, we've seen the defense is insane. The, the offense is playing good enough. Uh, the Cardinals are coming off kind of a blowout loss to the to the Saints, and now they're playing. I think a, you know an almost if not equal team to the Saints uh, on a short week with a rookie quarterback against that type of defense. Uh, I'm going. I'm going 49ers. Yeah, me too. I think uh, you know Cardinals' offense can be good, but their defense is not yet. And the 49ers have one of the best defenses in the league, and they've got a really good run game and a really good tight end. Cardinals have struggled guarding the tight end. So I got the 49ers winning this one big. Yeah. All right. So on Sunday, this one's going to be in London. We've got the Texans and the Jags. Who do you got in this one? I'm going the Jaguars actually on this one. Um, I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be probably both teams in the twenties. Um, but I think not having JJ Watt, that first game is going to be kind of rough for that defense adjusting, figuring out what they have. Uh, it's going to give Gardner Minshew that extra time to throw the ball. Uh, it's going to give, you know, uh, Leonard Fournette, uh, they're going to get a better push up front without JJ Watt there. Uh, so Leonard Fournette's going to be able to gain some momentum before he even hits the line of scrimmage now. Uh, so I, I, I'm, I'm going the Jaguars in a bit of an upset. 
Yeah, I'm going to take the Texans, but I, I like where you're at with the J.J. Watt thing. His absence is going to be felt big time, but I, I just like the way Deshaun Watson's playing right now. I think he's playing out of his mind, and I think it's going to be a, a fun show between him and Minshew, so, but I'm going to take Deshaun Watson in a close one. All right, we got Bears versus Eagles. Who do you got in this one? Bears are coming off of, obviously, that that missed field goal loss, and they've had some really bad weeks. The Eagles have been up and down all season. Who do you got? Uh, Bears are going to be looking for revenge uh, for that playoff loss last year. Uh, I think the Bears are going to come out. I think they're going to come out fast, and I think they honestly win this game pretty big. Yeah, I, I'm actually going to pick the Bears as well. I don't, I don't know how big it's going to be, but I think that uh, – Matt Nagy's kind of went, he went super pass heavy. Then he went super run heavy. If he can figure out the balance and his kicker can make field goals, I think they got this one too. Yeah, by by a huge win, fast. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully. That's what you're hoping as a Cowboys fan. Yes. All right, so we got Vikings visiting the Chiefs. Uh, It sounds like Matt Moore will be playing instead of Pat Mahomes. Who do you got in this one? Um... If this was the playoffs and like a Super Bowl and the Chiefs were healthy, I'd be going with the Chiefs. But I'm actually going the Vikings in this just because, I mean, it's not that the Chiefs are missing uh, Pat Mahomes. It's that they're missing so many. I mean, they're missing two or three guys on both sides of the ball. Uh, And and that Vikings defense is just nasty. The Chiefs struggle stopping the run, and now they're going against what, you know, is perhaps, you know, the best running back in the league at the moment in Dalvin Cook. Uh, And again, you know, Kirk Cousins has been playing better over the last couple weeks, uh, over the last month, really. Um, so I, I'm I'm going the Vikings, but I, I believe healthy the Chiefs are the better team and the Chiefs would win. But the injuries are, I think, just too much at the moment. But I think it'll be another close one. I think the the Chiefs will play a close game. That I just don't think they're going to have enough to win. I actually think the Chiefs are going to pull this one off, and the reason is I like what Steve Spagnuolo has been doing with the blitz, and I think with the Vikings' pass protection, I think that the Chiefs can get to Kirk Cousins often. He cannot do what Aaron Rodgers does to escape and and make up for that blitz. So I think they're going to put pressure on him if they put pressure on him. It's been kind of up and down whether they do or not, but they sacked Aaron Rodgers five times in the first half last or uh, last week. So I think they put the pressure on Kirk Cousins, and, and we've seen them be able to give up yards to the running back and still be able to win games. And I think that if they get a couple pieces back on the offensive line, this week, like the, it sounds like they might, that it's going to be a lot closer game than people think, and I'm going to give the Chiefs the slight edge. All right, we've got the Colts versus the Steelers. Who do you got? Um, I'm going the Colts in this. Uh, they're just a better team top to bottom. Uh, defense plays well. The offense, the offense is, I think, like the Saints' defense. I think it's underrated. Um, they run the ball extremely well. Jacoby Brissett uh, is a better passer than people give him credit for. He's got a tremendous arm. Uh, and the Steelers, I mean, they they won the game on Monday night, but they they struggled against the Dolphins uh, for a lot of that game. Uh, and we all know how how good the Dolphins are. Uh, so, I mean, it, it's got to be the Colts. Yeah, I'm taking the Colts on this one, too. I like the way Brissett's playing. And... Uh... And honestly, with Mason Rudolph, I think he's a capable quarterback, but he's not Ben Roethlisberger. And even with Big Ben, uh, I I would still take the Colts in this one. But it sounds like James Conner is also banged up, which is not new news because he's always banged up. But um, I think the Colts win this one pretty easily. Yeah. All right. We got Jets and Dolphins and another barn burner. Who do you got in that one? 
Uh, I'm going. The, I'm going the Jets. Um, I mean, they're they haven't played well um, the last couple of weeks, obviously, but they're still better than the Dolphins. Uh, they still got talent on both sides of the ball. They've just been playing some good teams. Uh, I, I think they're going to win this game and hopefully get some confidence built back up. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to be a sorry team to lose to the Jets this year. That's all I know. No comment. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I actually think the Dolphins could win this game, but I think you saw it against the Steelers. They got up, and then they were like, oh, what are we doing? We're tanking. And then they just buried themselves and, and lost the game. And I think uh, you know they can say it all they want that they're not doing it. Putting Minka Fitzpatrick on IR now, so he's out for the season. Uh, one of the only good players they had left on their football team. Uh, they traded Kenyon Drake away. So, yeah, this Dolphins team is in full tank mode, and, and I think the Jets win this one easily. Yeah. All right, we got the Bill Callahan-led Redskins taking on the Bills. Who do you got? I'm going the Bills in this one. Uh, I mean, the, the Redskins are just a bad team. I mean, uh, they're not running the ball well. They're not throwing the ball well. doesn't really matter who's back there. Uh, defense has been playing poorly. Uh, I, I love what the, the Bills defense has done this year. Uh, the offense has been up and down a little bit. Um, I'd like to see him get a little more consistent. I think this is the game that they get some of that consistency back. So I'm, I'm going the Bills. Yeah, me too. And some of the news out of Redskins camp this week, uh, the trade deadline came and went. Trent Williams didn't get dealt, so he reports to camp or reports to practice. Um, they're expecting him to practice. He shows up. He fails the physical. Uh, he complains about some issue with his helmet, and they basically are saying he's not going to play this season. So uh, they're not getting any help on that offensive line this year, and it sounds like I heard a source earlier today say that Dwayne Haskins might actually get the start this week, but I think the Bills defense and Josh Allen are going to be too much for him. So I got the Bills in this one. All right, we got Ryan Tannehill and the Titans taking on the Panthers. Uh, Titans have been on a roll lately, winning a few in a row with Ryan Tannehill passing the football. Who do you got? Um, I'm I'm going the I'm going the Titans in this one. I like what they're doing. They're running the ball well. They're you know again. I think Mariota, if he if they would let him throw the ball, I think he's a more explosive quarterback than Tannehill. But Tannehill, he's not making the mistakes Mariota was making. Um, and and so they're conservatively explosive. And I you know kind of keep saying that, but uh, I like what they're doing on offense. Uh, I love the defense. Um, and I think. Uh, they're going to have issues with Christian McCaffrey, obviously. I think McCaffrey puts up big yards, but uh, I think the Titans win this game. I'm going to take the Panthers in this one. I do like the Titans, but uh, I think Christian McCaffrey, you said they're going to struggle. I think it's going to be too much for him. He's he's something special when you when you watch him play. He can, just, he can beat you in so many different ways. Uh, 49ers did a good job with him, but I think that the Titans are going to struggle against him, so. I hope not because the Titans are my fantasy defense, but uh, I'm going to go Panthers. All right. We've got the Lions traveling to take on the Raiders in their first home game in, I think, five weeks for the Raiders. So uh, who do you got in this one? Um, I'm, I'm going the Raiders, actually. Um, I, I mean, they, they're coming off a loss, but I like how they played. Um, I've said it multiple times this year. I like where the Raiders are going. I think they're heading in the right direction. They're not quite there yet. Um, I think next year is going to be that year. Um, but I, I like what they're doing. I like what Derek Carr's doing. Uh, I love Josh Jacobs back there and, and, uh, 
Uh, Waller, I, I, I love what he's doing. Uh, the defense has been, you know, up and down, but they've shown some signs. So I, I'm going the Raiders. I'm going to go Lions here. I, I like what the Lions have been doing all season. That their, their record looks not great at 3-3-1, three, three and one, but when you look at who they lost to, they lost to the, the Chiefs. They lost a controversial one to the Packers, and the Chiefs game was close. So they win those two games. They're looking at five, one, and one. So I think it's they're a better team than what their record shows. And uh, the Raiders have been playing up and down to their opponents, but I, I just like the Lions, and uh, I like Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones combination there. So I'm going to go Lions. All right, we got Jameis Winston in the Bucks taking on the Seahawks with Russell Wilson. Who do you got? I'm 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 going the Buccaneers on this one. Um, oh, I mean, Jameis Winston, I mean, he does, he's tied for the league league in interceptions. A lot of that came in that one, you know, in the one game where he had four or five of them, whatever it was. Um, but I, I like how he's playing this year. Um, he looks more confident out there. Um, I mean, he, like I said, he's still been throwing, you know, some interceptions and things, but I do like how he's playing. Uh, I like how they're running the ball. I like Godwin, uh, Mike, you know, everyone kind of forgot about Mike Evans a little bit with how well Godwin's been playing. Um, Mike Evans exploded last week, um, huge game. And, uh, I think with that now, I, I like what the Buccaneers are doing and, and the Seahawks, I mean, they've been playing great this year, but, uh, struggled a little bit over the last month. Um, so I, I'm going Buccaneers. Yeah, I like the Bucks in this one, but I, I think I'm going to pick the Seahawks in a close one just because I like Russell Wilson better than Winston. But uh, the good news is I th- I'm actually thinking about starting Winston over Lamar Jackson in fantasy. I mean, I'm going against one of the worst teams in our league. So, Was that in that league? It's, it's Mike's team. Yeah, I was say, is that where we're playing? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, no, but I, I do like Jameis Winston in this, and it is going to be a hard decision for me when you look at Jameis Winston versus the Seahawks or Lamar Jackson against that crazy Patriots defense. Um, so I like the Bucks offense in this, but I, I think I'm going to take Russell Wilson in this one over over Jameis Winston. So Pac- or Seahawks in a close one. Okay. All right, we've got the Green Bay Packers traveling to the Chargers, which luckily for them, they're they're – season struggles ended with the bears missed field goal. So chargers get the win. They do fire their offensive coordinator, Ken Wisenhunt. Um, Packers are coming to town. Who you got? Uh, it's going to be a bit of an upset, but I'm actually going the chargers. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that with that win against the bears, um, that it gets that confidence going. The defense played a little bit better or played really better than that. They they've played all year. Um, I, I think the offense is going to be opened up a little bit more. I think Wisenhunt's been a little too conservative, honestly. Um, but I, I like, despite their record, I like what the Chargers have been doing this year. I mean, their record, kind of like the Lions, and and uh, really like the Lions. It's not indicative of what they've been. I mean, they've lost some close games. They've played some good, you know, some good teams. Lost some close games. I don't think they're as bad as the record shows. Uh, so I'm going to go the Chargers. Yeah, I'm going to go Packers. I, I just don't think that the Chargers are are that good of a team right now. And for as good as they've kind of been doing on offense to fire their coordinator, I don't anticipate it getting a lot better without Ken Wisenhunt. I know Phillip Rivers sounded pretty bummed out about Ken Wisenhunt leaving. Uh, so I'm going to take the Packers this one. They're, they're playing some really good football. Aaron Jones is running uh, one of the best running backs in the league right now. They're going to get Devontae Adams back, it sounds like. Aaron Rodgers playing an MVP-type season late 
Um, and I, I just like the defense too. So I'm, I'm going to go Packers in this one by probably 10 points. Okay. All right. So in a game where the Browns have a chance to, to kind of get back into a groove, the Browns are taking on the Broncos. Uh, the news out of Denver, Joe Flacco probably going to miss the rest of the season. So Brandon Allen is going to get to start this week for the Broncos. In theory, the Browns should win, but who do you got in this one? Uh, I am going to go with the Browns um, just because even with Joe Flacco in there, I mean, like Flacco said, the offense is just too conservative. They don't take any chances. They don't take any risks. Um, so that's going to allow the the Browns, who actually have a pretty solid pass rush, that's going to allow them to kind of pin their ears back a little bit and, and go after Allen. And uh, I, I think the hopefully the Browns will be smart enough just to run the ball and 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 run Nick Chubb 35 times. Um, it is Freddie Kitchen, so I'm not going to go that far. But uh, I mean, the the Browns on talent alone should should win this game. I mean, despite how bad they've been playing, just on sheer talent, they should win this game. And I'll say this: if we're talking about Freddie Kitchens possibly not making it to the end of the season. This is a must-win game because I feel like if he loses to the Broncos with a backup quarterback, a team that traded Emmanuel Sanders already, a team whose offensive line, the starting right tackle, is injured, the starting left tackle leads the league in penalties for holding and is kind of a swinging gate of a blocker. Um, they allowed seven sacks against the Chiefs. If the Browns can't win this football game, Kenny, I think Freddie Kitchen's got to be gone. Yeah, for 100%. So I'm taking the Browns because I don't think that they're, uh, you know, it's it, it's that to me it's that cut and dry. If I'm the the if I'm John Dorsey or whoever's in charge of the coach hiring there, I would say if you can't beat this Broncos team that's really down on itself with a backup QB and a bad offensive line, then you're done. Yeah. All right, and what I'm going to call the game of the week because this is the one that I'm looking forward to the most. The Patriots finally have an opponent. This is their first opponent that's actually has a decent record, and it's the Patriots at the Ravens. Who do you got in this one? Um, I'm actually going to go the Ravens. Um, I I think it's not a knock against the Patriots. I just think there's there's a time every year where a team's going to lose, and I think this is the week of you know for the Patriots. Uh, I like what Lamar Jackson does running the ball. I like what Ingram does running the ball, um, and I like what you know, what Jackson does throwing the ball, really. I mean, he, he does just enough throwing the ball to, uh, to open up those running lanes for him really. So, uh, in the Patriot or the, the Ravens defense, sorry. Um, the Ravens defense is a good defense and, and I don't really think the Patriots have gone against a defense that good. So, um, I think this is going to be the week that the, uh, the Patriots lose. So I saw a stat that there are only like eight fantasy players, skill players who have more points than the Patriots defense at fantasy, but I am making this a knock against the Patriots. I'm taking the Ravens big in this one because they have put, they have faced nobody. When you look at what the Patriots played with the Browns, um, that wasn't their defense being good as much as it was Baker Mayfield being awful. I mean, he did a shovel pass right to a defender. That's not the defender even being in the right spot. It's just a really bad read by quarterbacks. And this isn't something that just happened with the Browns. This is all year. They faced the Jets with Luke Falk. They, they faced the Jets with Sam Darnold coming back and seeing ghosts. They faced um, just really bad teams Dolphins. all season long. The Dolphins, I mean, they have not faced anybody, absolutely no one. So I think when they go against uh, Ravens offense, it's got not only a capable quarterback, but a quarterback that can run and escape the pocket and extend plays. 
Plus, you got Mark Ingram. It sounds like Hollywood Brown's coming back this week. Um, I think that the Ravens offense puts up some points on this Patriots defense. And, and let's be honest, the Patriots offense has not looked good uh, this year at all. And they've been playing nobody as well. When you look at Tom Brady's season stats, they are not what you would expect them to be. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm going to take the, the Ravens in quite a big victory here. I don't think it's going to be – I know everyone's like, can they – can they escape the Patriots domination? But I'm, I'm here to tell you, I don't think the Patriots are, are as good as they look so far. So I'm taking the Ravens. Okay. All right. Monday night football. This one's good for you. Cowboys at the giants. Who do you got? I'm, I'm going the Cowboys. Um, I mean, the giants, they've been playing better. They got Saquon back. Now they, they just traded for Leonard Williams from the jets. Uh, I like where the giants are going. I like Daniel Jones, but, uh, at the, at the end of the day, the Cowboys are just the better team. Uh, they're coming off a bye week. Um, before that, they you know they won a big uh, divisional game against the Eagles. They actually dominated that game. Um, I like what uh, what the Cowboys are doing on offense. I mean Ezekiel Elliott. Um, some people are saying he's having a down season, but he's still on pace to run for over thirteen hundred yards. Uh, Amari Cooper's on pace for over thirteen hundred yards receiving. Uh, Dak Prescott's going to be over 4,500 yards passing uh, if he stays at the pace he's on, and he's looking at around 30 touchdowns or so. Uh, so I love what the offense is doing. I like what the defense is doing. Uh, they've got a, a week to rest and recuperate and, and get healthy, and now they're going against a rookie quarterback. So um, I, I I think just from all of that, that I mean, the Cowboys to me are an easy pick. Hell, Leonard Williams already beat the Cowboys once this year, so he can do it again. We don't. I'm just we don't talk about that. <laughs> no, I've taken the Cowboys in this one. I, I do think Saquon Barkley is going to put up some fits for the Cowboys D, and uh, I think it'll be a, a decently close one, just because it always seems like the Giants Cowboys is is relatively close. But I think the Cowboys just have too much talent for the Giants to overcome. Yeah, for sure. All right, I think that wraps up our recap and and preview episode. Um, if you like college football, listen to our college football episode. And if you like fantasy football, listen to our fantasy episode. Mike, why don't you tell them where else they can find us? Uh, yeah, obviously find us on uh, gridironauthority.com. You can check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Give us a like, give us a follow, leave us a comment. Let us know what you think or ask us any questions. We'd like to get back to you guys on that. Uh, so, yeah. All right. We'll see you guys soon.